The number one sought after job in the entire world could disappear overnight because of an algorithm change. That would mean the end of creativity. Ryan Faber. He is a podcast host, entrepreneur, and owner of a content agency. Those top seven companies, do you think those companies are perhaps going to get too powerful? Aren't they already? For all these companies that are investing in AI, right? I wonder if any of them have actually thought about what if this gets used against them? Our company ceases to exist because of something we invested in ourselves. Will AI replace YouTubers? What, what, what are your thoughts? Yes. Basically, what Crebocop is already doing is you're going to get this fusion of almost cyborg-like. It's not Crebocop in the sense that he's not there, but it is Crebocop because his voice is there. What that says, though, for new YouTubers probably means the death of anyone new coming into the industry. The Podcast. So, Ryan. Alfie. Good to finally meet you in the flesh. Finally, yeah. Absolutely. Been a, been a couple of months now. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you own a content agency. Um, that's where a lot of our fancy editing comes from. And you also host your own podcast, similar to myself. Now, one of your guests was uh, Quebble Cop. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Okay. So for people that don't know, Quebble Cop is like a React YouTuber, does a lot of gaming content and, and that sort of thing. And he caused a lot of controversy over the past year because he slowly basically replaced himself with an AI version of himself, um, which is kind of weird. It kind of got like better and better in terms of the tech, but his views started to get worse and worse and worse. And I think he's pivoted back and he's kind of doing like half AI, half human now, like a cyborg mix or something, right? Um, It's interesting. You you spent time with, with the guy and some people would say that AI is the future of content creation. It's going to replace YouTubers. It's going to replace actors. It's going to replace editors. Some people say um, that's an example of it not working, but maybe the text just a little bit too early. Um, So what I was hoping to do um, today with yourself is kind of explore Will AI replace content creators? Will it replace jobs in that industry? And we're going to react similar to Quebocop, in, inspired by, by him. Apart from we're, we're humans, we're not AI this time around. Yeah, yeah not yet. Not yet, no. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to react to some of those clips I've previously had on my podcast where we're discussing AI, where we're discussing the future. And we're going to see if, um, if you, as an expert in this space, think that these jobs are at risk or if it's just going to be a passing fad. Yep. Cool. Okay, cool. Sounds good? Yeah, yeah. Excited. Okay. Awesome. So this is the uh, individual. Um, he is uh, walking uh, down the street, and boom, he is instantly replaced by a robot. This person is instantly replaced by a CGI cartoon. This person is instantly replaced. They run the software, bing, 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 da 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 code happens, and then instantly the person has been replaced into a model, uh, showing in real time what that looks like there. Um, this is uh, available now. It's not some demo. This is actually available for purchase, and... Uh, this will be used very soon in, in Hollywood. This will be used very soon um, across the world. All right, so acting, actors we started with. Actors in movies, in films, in TV, Netflix being replaced by drag and drop CGI mm, animations yeah. of robots. In the future, are we going to be re- able to replace a indie actor from a movie with Tom Cruise by clicking a button? Will that mean Tom Cruise is out of a job because he's been replaced by an AI model? What's your take on on actors, Ryan, being replaced by artificial intelligence? So the whole thing is 
is obviously super subjective because I also have minimal experience with the AI segment of stuff. But it's certainly fascinating, right? And I think this, these, these, what you're going to get is a whole new level of creativity in terms of the content that you can create. So where before you, me as, an, as a normal everyday content producer couldn't have a robot as a podcast guest. Yeah. Now I could consider that, right? And it could make for extremely viral content. Um, there's a lot of other amazing content creators like Brandon Baum out there that's just constantly making stuff with AI and half his sets are like just green screens yeah. and they are getting millions of views. So you already see the importance of adapting to that. Um, whether or not they're going to replace actors, I find it difficult because the thing that comes with actors is is it gives people someone to admire, right? Sure, so, sure. so let's just assume I'm a fan of Tom Cruise, as you said. The thing that makes me a fan is the potential that I could also meet him in person. Yeah. If we assume that Tom Cruise is no longer... You don't know whether or not he's actually playing in his movies. While that may not mean too much for the people who already have an established like credential of stuff... What about those, the newcomers? Because at some point, Tom Cruise is going to retire, right? And, and everybody else. Are we then just no longer going to be fans of celebrities? Are we then fans of robots? I mean, the chance yeah. that you meet these people in real life kind of fades away. And Will we have new actors? Is it a good idea exactly. for, for somebody to want to be an actor when you, know, you could just license you know, Brad Pitt to, to do a movie? Yeah. Or do you even need to license him? You know, if you just if it's just some rogue studio making something and putting it onto, yeah. onto YouTube, people can it gets copyrighted. People download it. People re-upload it. You know, um, our actor's going to be out of a job. You know. I mean, I think I, I think what will happen probably is that the you will get a lot more top of the line actors, and that that industry which already didn't allow for a lot of people to become successful will now become even smaller. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll only have a select group of... But then you could ask the question, why would we even need them? Mm. I would like to hope that we don't go about getting rid of all of the jobs in the creative industry. Um, and on top, it won't bring anything new, right? Because AI is, from my understanding of it, and you can probably tell me if I'm wrong on this, but builds off of stuff that we already know. Yeah, correct. And if it, that means it cannot look into the future and as far as yet cannot come up with the new ideas or creative ideas in the way that humans can. Sort of. It depends how you define creativity. The, the dictionary definition is just two existing ideas being merged together to create a new idea. Yeah. And AI can do that better than humans can do. That's why Midjourney is a better artist than any human yeah, on yeah. the planet. You know, that's why this piece of software is a potentially a better editor than any editor in, in the world. But then aren't we going to get a lot of regurgitated stuff? Probably. Yeah. Right? And, and I wonder whether or not people are going to be like you know, an, another spin-off of uh, Transformers or another spin-off of Harry Potter or whatever. It's just going to be the same in a slightly different jacket. Yeah. Um, and I do think that from my understanding and being a creative, being in that space, humans are, have the unique ability to come up with completely new shit. 
And whether that's inspired from other stuff, that's of course a different conversation, but that would mean the end of creativity. Yeah. Probably. Similar to, to actors, the, the modern version of an actor. I think if you asked kids what they wanted to be 10 years ago, mm. actor was probably up there on, on the list. Yeah. Now the number one job that children want to have is to be a YouTuber. Mm. Okay, so let, let me show you a clip now of um, a Mr. Beast deepfake and we'll see if AI could replace YouTubers in the future. Mr. Beast has been involved in an iPhone deepfake scam where the AI created fake video shows the world's biggest YouTuber offering people new iPhones for $2. Many people are saying it will soon become impossible to know if a video online is real or not. So like with deep fake technology, very, very soon, we won't be able to tell if the video is real or not. That Mr. Beast example, you know, it's a little bit choppy. Uh, to, the, to a trained eye, you can tell that that's a fake video yeah but soon that's not going to be a thing yep. right so how is that going to impact youtubers if you can just make, you know get a mr beast video swap it for your face re-upload it use some ai to change it to a few things will ai replace youtubers what, what, what are your thoughts yes <laughs> the short answer to your question um i think similarly or basically what krebble is already doing is you're going to get this fusion of almost cyborg-like, it's it's not Krebelkop in the sense of he's not there, but it is Krebelkop because his voice is there, and the voice is what makes it feel familiar and recognized. And I think especially over the coming few years, yeah. you'll have, uh, and I imagine Mr. Beast will want to test this, we'll have more and more that he'll start experimenting with, well, can I do this? Do I need to always be present at these sets when I'm filming, or can we have indeed a drag-and-drop uh, Mr. Beast into these videos. Um, and one of the things that when I spoke with Krebelkop, he spoke about is it's quite frustrating to um, constantly need to be the face of your brand. When yeah. you are a YouTuber, just as like an actor, you always have to be on and you can't rest. And I do think that this gives those people the unique ability to, um, to rest, right? To say, you know what, Jeffrey, you're gonna go in here today and be Mr. Beast act it out, we'll add someone in, we'll add, I'll add a voiceover and done. What that says though for new YouTubers probably means the death of anyone new coming into the industry, right? Like, why would you? Yeah. Um, and I imagine that as we progress into over the years, right, now we have elite YouTubers, whether that's Logan Paul, whether that's uh, Mr. Beast, you name it, right? Similarly to acting, those are gonna be the ones that maintain at the top because they have known, because they have a cult following, the sidemen, of course, as well. And then there's just no longer gonna be any opportunity for new people coming in. Mm. And what I do think that I haven't said so far that goes for actors and for this is it gives people a unique ability to take things back offline. Sure. Because while we start to question everything online, um, we, what, at least for now, what we see with our own eyes in person, in real life, I know to be true, right? So I see you, therefore I know you're here. I imagine that a lot of YouTubers will get the opportunity, and equally for actors and anybody in that space pretty much, the opportunity to leverage offline a lot more. Which I do find interesting because we kind of bring it back to the basics to how it used to be. So AI will force people back into human situations. Into more, exactly, almost putting the social back into the social media. Do you think that 
potentially AI will reduce the quality of content. Because if I enlist, I've got hundreds of hours of me speaking on my podcast. Mm -hmm. I've done almost 150 episodes now, right? Very soon, anybody will be able to make me say anything. I'm, I'm Okay. Yeah, yeah, but everybody's fucked that makes yeah. content. If I am listening to a AI version of Alfie speaking yeah. about technology and the future, and I think that's pretty cool. It's you know it was written by ChatGPT seven or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know hypothetically, yeah. um, but then I could also alternatively listen to Alfie Wattam just talking as a human about his opinions on AI, et cetera, et cetera. Which one of those do you think people are going to be more likely to want to listen to and gotcha. want to watch? Is it the human because it has that connection? Or do you think people are just not going to care about that anymore and they just want the, the best quality possible, which AI can probably give them more than a, more than a human? Yeah. I imagine the more deep fakes that occur and yeah. the more people get... Because right now, this is still super fresh, right? So everybody's getting scammed by it because it's like a first time. But as it grows, we become accustomed to it. Yeah. And and you already see it with like no one trusting political parties or news or whatever because they feel like they've been scammed into choosing and don't have a choice. And people will start fighting against that. I imagine, right? The more this, this continues, which means that as we progress into a state whereby we no longer trust online media, to me, it seems natural that we just naturally gravitate towards seeing the human in person. Mm. And I could imagine that if the deep fake stuff that is being made by you is something that speaks to the interest of the person, then they will, um, then they will naturally enjoy it. Yeah. Right. So if you're telling me what I want to hear or, or in some way motivating me to something I deep down kind of already believe, then of course I'm going to appreciate it and I'll like this and I'll listen to another episode. Yeah. But if you are in some way being ripped off, Right, your channel was hacked, and now we have a bunch of Alfie Wattam telling people to go join ISIS. It wasn't so to me. Speak. It wasn't right. me. <laughs> right. Al Qaeda, maybe. The, yeah, exactly. So to speak, then I imagine that people will be like, ah, yeah, okay, maybe this is a scam. Mm. Um, but I think it's just we we're in this state whereby we haven't become accustomed to the fact that this is possible yet, and therefore, still too many people, including myself, might add still get ripped off by it. Hey, this podcast is brought to you by weloveAlpha.com. If you're looking to grow and hire and scale your software engineering team in the UK, then go to weloveAlpha.com to hire the best software developers on the market. Everything across Java to C Sharp to PHP to Python to React and Angular and mobile and more, go to weloveAlpha.com to hire the best software engineers in the UK now. Okay, so deepfake is changing the face and, and often the body and the voice, the audio of the individual on the screen. Um, a larger element of that is just generating the entire content itself using artificial intelligence. And we're starting to see this now with commercials, with advertising, with marketing. Let me show you a quick clip of um, a beer commercial that was created using AI technology. This is advertising um, a beer brand. Um, and you can tell that it's not 
a real advert by the fingers, by the way that they're drinking it. The faces are a bit contorted. Um, there's a little bit of um, creepiness when you, when you watch this. You can tell it's not real. But it does pose an interesting question. As this tech innovates, as it gets better, as it gets faster. Okay, so... Some people are saying that could completely replace the need for people filming advertising. Obviously, we, we discussed actors. You know, that could make it a lot cheaper, a lot quicker, a lot easier to make adverts. Imagine in the future, like I'm wearing AR glasses right now. You know, I can I can hold down a button and then boom, I'm, I'm filming you. We, we'll, we'll show this video on the screen right now so people can see what it, what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and these are super basic you know, smart glasses. In a very, you know, small number of years, these will have screens on them. I will, no advert on a wall or on a TV will be an advert. It'll be a QR code and whatever you look at, that'll be linked to your likes, that'll be linked to your algorithm and that will show you a specific AI instantly generated mm. advert based on whatever you're going to be more likely to buy and then you'll be able to tap a button and it will be delivered the next day for Amazon Prime on a, on a drone, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's what's coming, right? Regardless of if we like that or not. Um, commercials, adverts being replaced by AI. Right now, it's super basic. It's iPhone 1 level, it's iPhone 3G level. When we get to iPhone 7 or 8, what happens, right? Yeah. Well, what's your take on AI replacing that sector? Fascinating. Um, because it's going to make an extremely business, uh, extreme, even more competitive business environment. Um, the fact that me sitting in my college dorm thinks of a product and it's like, you know what, let's create a, an entire media campaign around this using yeah. AI for like the 10 bucks a month that I pay as a membership to this software platform. And I go out and I take my 100 bucks that I saved up and I, I specifically target these to the people that will most likely, you know, be first time buyers like these, uh, what do you call it, like innovators at least. Yeah. that are willing to early try adopters. exactly yeah. early adopters yeah right and that also go to college that also and, and all this the data that's out there that says no the chance is high that this will succeed you'll no longer have wasted marketing spend right because yeah. you can i mean the chance is like significantly higher at least that those people will buy so that gives me in my college dorm the opportunity to blast through all of the noise and still establish a brand. On the other side, on the flip side, it also gives the Coca-Colas and the Pepsis and the Unilevers of the world even more leverage to milk the people even more. Yeah. yeah. And that that's, of course, the flip side of all of this, right? I mean, we've spoken about that it's going to have its pros and cons. As a businessman, I'm... I'm extremely excited to see you know what's this going to deliver what's how's it going to push creativity how are people going to get around these boundaries do people still want to become a youtuber or a sure. creative or are they like all the drama that comes with it now or, or I, I don't stand a chance against ai right yeah um it, it's it's going to be interesting man the next part of videos being replaced is it's not just about commercials anymore it kind of seeps into the wider content creation field yeah. itself and we're starting to see tools like mid-journey tools like dali move from text input to picture output to text input to video output okay let me show you a clip 
and we'll, we'll have a discussion of this. This is a teddy bear painting a portrait. That's what was typed in, and this is a video that was created. Um, it's a little bit blocky, but it's it's you can see the wheels are in motion. You can see that it's starting to happen. A young couple walking heavily in the rain, and there they are. That's a young couple. They're walking in the rain. That couple does not exist. There is no umbrella. There is no rain. That's all AI generated. A fluffy baby sloth with an orange knitted hat trying to figure out a laptop close-up, highly detailed studio lighting screen reflecting in its eye. You can see the reflection in the eye. So a lot of people are very scared by that. They think, why would I spend thousands of pounds on, on cameras, on professional mics, on, on lighting, when I can just type in what I want? I want to watch this Netflix show. I want it to involve these actors. I want the plot to be this. You could even use ChatGPT to write the script for you based on your, you know, your algorithm and what you like, and it will instantly create content for you. I mean, imagine that on like TikTok, where yeah. every video is getting better and better based on specifically what you like. It's instantly created for you, which makes me think: like, will the social media companies become the social media creators? Will, will the algorithm start creating content and then influencers will, will just kind of die out because an influencer won't be able to create content as good as the algorithm, yeah. which understands the user more than the influencer does. Yeah. What, what's your take on just content creation? Like we're moving beyond actors, we're moving beyond YouTubers, mm. we're moving beyond commercials. We're now just potentially replacing the entire industry. Like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Extremely scared, um, naturally, because that, for me, would mean I'm out of a job, especially if it re if it recreates me entirely. Right? Always going to work for me in recruitment. Yeah, right? exactly. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, no, but I think there's something very, very human to the content creator space. It's allowed people to express themselves and connect with people through that expression, sure. right? For example, in the past, we used, you always had artists, right? People would make paintings and, and whatever that may look like. Uh, and at times you would not be able to connect with other people. It would only be the select group that you have in your environment that would see this and that basically depended on your success. Now you have people at 70 who are like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna upload that TikTok video. It goes nuts and it changes their life. Equally, people at like, 13 or 14 that are allowed <laughs> are allowed to upload videos and although those have pros and cons it's beautiful that that is an an option right yeah. the thought then that all those people and the creator community is like i don't know increased year over year with like 800 percent since uh, whatever especially since tiktok boom whatever the stats are all those people are then going to be replaced just imagine the, the mental health as, effects that's going to have on people. If I'm no longer able to express, or there is no longer a point of me expressing myself because I cannot compete with the AI that is putting out content because for those that are the consumers. Yes. Um, so I, I'm worried in the obvious sense that am I going to be out of a job? But equally, I'm worried in the sense that are we going to end up with a generation of people that just hate their life mm. because they don't have the ability to express themselves anymore mm. in the ways that maybe freed them from their day to day or maybe even gave them a will to live. Yeah, the, like the number one sought after job in the entire world could disappear overnight because of an algorithm change. Yeah, and that is... It's very, very worrying. 
Yeah. Um, but the, 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 again, the flip side is you can't fight it. Yes. Um, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. And I think in this case, AI and all the industries is something that's dominated by people with a lot of money. And I think history shows that people with a lot of money typically tend to win, whether we like it or not. And those modern day Rockefellers, you know, the, the Zuckerbergs of the world, those top seven companies, at least in the US, on the S&P 500, I believe make more money than the entire other 490 whatever companies combined, right? Yeah. It's like those companies showed all the, the gains from an investment perspective over the past couple of years, whereas Campbell Soup or Hilton Hotels probably didn't, right? Yeah. Um, do you think those companies are perhaps, especially with what we're talking about in the next couple of months and years, going to get too powerful? I, uh, I would say, aren't they already? The fact that, you know, if one of these businesses were to collapse, that yeah. the entire world would most likely collapse already speaks enough for the state of where we're at. Yeah. I think something I've always been vocal on is I, I hate the venture capital world and the way that investment has gone. I think the way that business should be conducted is through trial and error and sales. And if you sell, like they call it minimalist entrepreneurship now, but it's just actually what entrepreneurship is, right? Because what it has become now is find an investor who has a bucket load of money to spend that is willing to sit with you even when you're not making garbage, like the fact that Amazon went 30 years yeah. without being profitable once. And all these investors were like, ah, it's fine, it's going to pay off because we'll just pump more money in it, into it and at some point. And then, yeah, it did. But, but how, in what world is that entrepreneurship, in what world is that allowed to succeed? Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's and, different, right? I, I would have, me and you would have bootstrapped companies yeah. without investors their service but you know we, we we scale them slowly over time make them profitable it's a very different model to the moonshots that you're talking exactly. about exactly yeah and i've worked for a lot of sustainable companies over the past years and sometimes those sustainable companies think they they, they also have this venture capital approach right because they want to grow really quickly and i think that a lot of the sustainable companies that that take on venture capital are are actually worse than the big companies that we know are evil, right? Like the Nestle's and the Pepsi's and whatever. The, the companies that invest a ton of money into um, ripping off other humans. But when you start a sustainable company with the intention to, for example, help someone in Africa, mm. you're going to make their life better, right? That's what you promise them, sure. right? Contrary to a Nestle, you work with us because we're going to give you three bucks more than... Jeffrey from Nestle. And you build and build and build, right? And these African families that have been used to living off of 150 for the past 20 years now become accustomed to living off of 350, right? But what you forget to uh, teach them in the process is financial management. Mm. You have more money now, how do you deal with that? These people uh, will just you know, live off of that, enjoy having a better life. They'll probably buy themselves a better house with their winnings and a fancier car and maybe better equipment to improve their business. And then because you've been venture capital investing all this time and you actually aren't able to make your business profitable, the investors pull out. Yeah. And now 
you this these people's lives that you set out to change are back to the 120 from Nestle, but in the meantime, their life have become accustomed to this new level of in, of income. Mm. Now, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but having to go from from sort of earning very good money back to something whereby you're earning nothing yeah. is worse than if you're surviving, for example, as a student, yeah. you're like, you become accustomed to it, right? So it's like, okay, I, I can survive on this 1,000. But if I've known 3,000 for like 10 years at this point, yeah. and then I have to go back to my 1,000, this is much worse, Sure. right? Yeah. So the question is, is it, is it ethical for companies that claim to have a sustainability angle to get venture capital on board. Hey, really quick video just to give you a free subscription to Coda magazine. Coda is the number one publication for all the latest tech news, expert insights, and exclusive industry interviews. With Coda, you get the inside scoop on what's happening with Elon Musk, with Bill Gates, with Jeff Bezos, with Mark Zuckerberg, and so much more. So if you work in the technology industry, then I'd highly recommend that you give Coda a read today. Just scan the QR code on the screen for free access now, or go to welovealpha.com forward slash magazine to get your free subscription today. So in terms of the content side, one aspect that is becoming very, very popular, especially with high production, like a Mr. Beast video, is the use of drones. But mm. even with something like physical hardware, we're starting to see AI replace that advent as well. Yeah. Because we've got new tech which can stitch pictures together to create a drone-like you know, video effect. Let, let, let me show you a clip and we'll have a chat about what I mean. This is um, what appears to be uh, a video of um, a drone. Um, however, this is, is not what it appears. This is not a video. This was not shot on a drone. This is a collection of pictures which AI stitches together to create um, what appears to be a video, um, which could completely change um, drones it could replace them if you could upload a couple of pictures and then you know turn it into a video and um, this was created by researchers from google and i believe stanford university and they've uh, yeah they've, they've created um you know something pretty groundbreaking i've never seen anything like this before what are your thoughts on drone photography i mean there'll still be an element of the need for drones when it comes to military and, and warfare yeah but in terms of drones for production if you have for example you know you're shooting something and it's like a cinematic you know scape that's what drones are often used for and um, what about just going on to like you know, Google Images, AI collecting all the different pictures and then just putting it together uh, yeah. as it did. Like, do you see drones and drone photographers, you know, drone videographers being replaced by AI? Yeah, uh, this is one of the only clips whereby I felt excited okay. Okay, <laughs> about cool. what's coming. Um, I think I'm constantly, there's there's platforms for it when you edit um, Artlist, for example, yeah. uh, whereby I go and find B-roll. And often it's just not quite what I want, right? And the thought that I'm able to go to something, whatever it may be, and type in, I want a time lapse of London from three o'clock to nine o'clock and it has to be cloudy weather, yeah. uh, rather than needing to come to London from yeah. the Netherlands, um, wait for it to be cloudy, which, well, chances are high, but, and then on top, find a right space where I can launch my drone into the air. That's good for me as an independent creator that doesn't have the budget to do that kind of stuff. 
Um, so in that in that sense, I'm I'm excited about that part. Of course, that's shit for people who have made that their job. But, sure. I mean, that's a trend throughout this entire conversation. <laughs> yeah. Should those people, whether that is a drone photographer, whether that is an actor, whether that is you know somebody working in you know in an editing team or aspiring to and starting on that journey, do you think? Um, and this is quite a I guess personal question. Running a uh, you know a marketing branding agency production agency. Is that a good career path still for those people to focus on with AI becoming so prevalent? Just so I understand, you're asking me if people should still consider now going into the creative space in general or specifically the drone stuff? I guess just both, really. I think for now they're okay. Yeah. If it comes to the point whereby my daughter goes to university, so in like 15 years. Yeah. I'm not sure how excited I would be if sure. she's like, Dad, I'm going to follow in your footsteps. I'm so also going to be... prefer she'd become an AI engineer rather than, you know... I mean, you know, I imagine there's going to be like 20 jobs that will appear by then. But, sure, sure. So whatever that may be, I don't know. And if she wants to somehow be a creative, I'm sure yeah. I'm going to support that, obviously. But whether or not I think it's wise or smart by that time, I, I think by that time I'll definitely have have done something else like sure, I, I don't sure. think I'll stay in the content space yeah Con- content is you know I, I guess the way that I see it going forward is it's a great way to build a big audience for them to launch another business or, or service and then you know make a lot of money from that exactly you know a lot of the time businesses now are kind of media companies and they are legal practices and they are accountants exactly you know and if you can gain an audience and a following with the media side, whether that's a podcast or a newsletter or TikTok or whatever, then that gives you so much more leverage. And you can sell basically anything as long as it's within the, the audience that exactly, you're yeah. following, right? Yeah. So, so whether that's... Um, I imagine, I, I'm quite confident, I'm not sure in what scale or in what shape it's going to take, but what we will do is for the next three, four years, until I'm like 30-ish, we will focus on what I'm doing right now. That's going really well. You know, we'll work on creating more epic content formats. We'll help entrepreneurs create more formats and help these media companies. And then at some point, I'm going to go and focus on something offline. Okay. Something like owning a hotel or a restaurant or... Uh, maybe even a retreat center. You know, my girlfriend's very into meditation, so sure. we've spoken about that a lot. I, I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. It's kind of like too contented out and then, you know, people talk about quitting YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do think there is a huge opportunity to also take content to that space. Like, Definitely. you don't really yeah. see people film the day-to-day of owning a restaurant. True. Um, but besides that, the, the idea is definitely to, you know, get away from all of the online stuff. Yeah. And back to reality, back to offline, because, which is what I said earlier, I do think that's where it's, we're going to go back to yeah. more focus more and more on the offline and creating experiences, which is something. Um, if you, if we're good friends, you'll know this from me. Whenever I buy anyone a gift, it's almost never a product. I mm. never buy them like I don't know, soap yeah. or yeah. AirPods, whatever it may be. However close we are, I always get them like. Uh, that we go for dinner together, that sure. I buy, treat you to dinner. Or sometimes we go on a holiday together or uh, to a concert. I went with my best friend to the Chainsmokers. Because I, th- that's where human connection grows yeah. in the experiences that you build together. And I imagine the more and more we get into, into this AI revolution or even into the ability that we can buy anything we want, 
and most people earn enough now to, especially in Europe at least, let me put it that way, that they can buy stuff themselves, yeah. right? If you, you, don't, you don't really come with unique things anymore like you used to, um, then you're going to get it from experiences, which I think is a nice development, actually. One thing that kind of goes against that human connection angle that you talked about is the idea of, we talked about active being replaced, we talked about YouTubers being replaced. What about news reporters, news anchors? Because this, this next clip I'm going to show you really kind of made me question the future of that sector. AI-generated newsreader is live in Kuwait. So this blonde-haired, computer-generated woman named uh, Feta appeared on Kuwait News. Uh, you know, could this cutting-edge tech replace the need for human news anchors? So this person does not exist. This is a, a generated model which you can put in some kind of GPT, uh, you know, instruction, and it will give you the news, and it will have her reading it out. And this is going to potentially replace news anchors obviously a lot cheaper a lot easier so in this situation like an actual news reporter is mm. just like an ai model basically and we can see that model being like the perfect version for everybody it's different based on their feed it's like, it looks like the most engaging the, the most you know addictive type of person whatever that individual is into right um which could go into different angles and sectors as well that I'm, I'm sure we could think about. But just in terms of like news reporters, do you think that's going to be a job in a couple of years? Because the, it's such an easy thing in theory to replace. The, the chat GPT instantly gets the headlines from Google News. Yep. It instantly you know, creates the avatar that's speaking it. The images come up on the screen you know, using yeah, yeah. DALI or whatever. Surely that will be like one of the first ones to go. But what, what, what do you think? If that is one of the first ones to go, I think everyone will stop watching the news. Yeah, because it'll be like less interesting to watch because you know it's not somebody's opinion, you know it's just an algorithm. Exactly. And also, it starts making you question, like, like for example, I already don't watch the news. Maybe I'm going to get a lot of shit for that, but... Quite simply because I think most news outlets are biased in their own way. And I struggle to believe if they actually tell the truth or whether it's a framed version of the truth. Um, and I'm, I know for a fact that a lot of people from my generation are the same. Yeah. They, that goes for the trust in politics. I know you had... Uh, Theo Blackwell on your episode, right? He said he speaks exactly that, right? Well, yeah. if deep fakes gets better and better, then what does that say for the trust in politics? Yeah. The same goes for the trust in the news, right? If if deep fakes is already a thing, and especially if it becomes normal, yeah, then what's what's the point? Because for my basic understanding of one of these algorithms, it just means that someone has basically told this robot what to say. And therefore, you have to question, well, did the person telling the robot what to say have an interest in what is being said? Um, and I think we're already at that stage. I mean, I saw some document come out the other day that actually uh, most people of my generation, if they consider something or someone to be true, it's usually podcast hosts. They have the highest trust in podcast hosts, which is good for us, I guess. I <laughs> but uh, news reporters is like bottom of the barrel already. So. Yeah. Yeah, it scares me these clips that you've got where it, it shows like 
you got like Fox News, for example, and then you got all like the local affiliates, yeah. and they're and like they're all saying the exact same thing, yeah. line by line, and it's just showing like the same story. Yeah. And if you've got a fake narrative and a fake story that you want to embed into into the the culture, then using AI is so much easier to do that because you could have millions of fake accounts on X, yeah. which are like just people filming themselves as fake selfies talking about. A narrative, you know, using the same hashtag yeah. that goes as a, as a campaign, and then who, we won't know what's real anymore. Exactly, and also for all these companies that are investing in AI, right? I wonder if any of them have actually thought about what if this gets used against them, yeah. right? Well, you just mentioned Apple is uh, as one of the leading companies in the world. What if someone hates Apple, or and that could be a competitor, right? And it's like, you know what, we're going to tank their stock price yeah. because we're going to set them up on some sort of international scam that they've been using child labor to produce their phones and whatever it may be. And we're going to expose them using deep fakes, right? And it's just a bunch of fake videos and that's going to tank their stock price. And that's the end of Apple, right? And, and of course, what we also did, the underlying argument there is also what does that mean for the rest of the world when Apple tanks? I mean, the amount of people that have investment in that yeah. worldwide, including myself. Yeah, uh, and me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Then uh, entire GDP goes to shit. But the, the, I, don't, I, I wonder whether these companies are actually stopping to ask themselves, what if that happens? Mm. And then, you know, our company ceases to exist because of something we invested in ourselves. Yeah. I just wonder who's who's responsible for all of this, and is are they that naive that they're just like let's let's move forward, you know, let's bring this out into the world. That example of Tim Cook, you know, being deep faked in a factory in 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 China, you know, yeah, with, yeah. with child labor. Um, let me show you a clip of AI replacing photographers and and photography because um, this. This really, really could have profound impact on, on, on the world ahead. So a developer from the Netherlands has developed an AI photography platform called Deep Agency. You just upload some pictures of yourself and their AI will create a HD portrait um, photo shoots for you. Uh, all those pictures there, this is a couple of examples, um, don't exist. They're not real. Those pictures weren't taken. Um, the individual uploaded their face, a couple of pictures, presumably. Uh, then the data then turns that into um, hundreds of different options that they could select. So, like in that example, we already have that tech. You know, I've I've done episodes of my podcast where I've shown AI pictures of Alfie, where I've uploaded a bunch yeah. of pictures and it's made fake versions of myself, right? But when we like, you remember the Pope puffer jacket picture yeah. that went viral, yeah, right? Yeah. That's like a a light-hearted example. Yeah. But what happens when you can, you know, upload somebody's face and it will make AI porn of that person, right? Mm. And you can't tell if it's real or not. What what happens when you can upload the, the Tim Cook example that you talked about? Yeah. Could AI replace not just photographers, but the trust in the photography and the images itself? Could AI, you know, destroy the the, the fabric of of reliability, of evidence when it comes to courts, when it comes to the media, when it comes to the most trusted form of news in podcasts. We've talked about AI replacing audio and video, but what about just stable images? You know, what, what impact do you think that could have on the future? Yeah, it's, um, as all of it, again, sound like a broken record, but it's scary, right? Um, 
good point that you just mentioned about courts. I hadn't even thought about that. But essentially the saying, a picture speaks a thousand words, goes to complete shit. Yes. Because you're like, well, because it speaks a thousand words, we cannot assume any of it to be true. Um, so I'm, I, now, now that you mentioned it, I am very curious to see what that's going to mean for like the scope of evidence that you have to provide if you're suing someone. Because indeed you could just claim as a counter argument, it's deep fake or it's been forged or whatever. And then you need like forensic people to come in and, and prove that which that goes beyond my knowledge of how that actually works. I, I saw something actually really hilarious. It was like a meme on, on X and it was saying that this company is now selling a fake additional finger that you can put on your hand. So if you go shoplifting in a shop and the CCTV catches you, you can just say it was an AI picture because you've got too many <laughs> fingers. Yeah, good. Yeah, smart. I mean, that's a good business idea. <laughs> um, yeah, although then Amazon comes in and already ruins that idea, you know, with sure. their cashless um, cashless checkouts. But anyway, no, that's cool. Um, yep, yeah, I mean, the conclusion of it all, man, is, is it's it's scary. It's literally a scary time to be alive uh, for, for a multitude of reasons. And I think you, to some extent you can see that AI is mainly a US thing, that it's being pushed because the US is known for their their optimism yeah. and sort of blind optimism that it will all work itself out yeah. and jump into things and, you know, the, the American dream and stuff. And the American dream is now somehow AI and we need to push it faster. I think naturally coming from the Netherlands, that is something which whereby you're just naturally a bit more hesitant of stuff. And like, yeah. let me see how this develops yeah. and, and figure it out as it goes. Um, and stop and ask myself a couple of questions like, is this really a smart idea? Um, and, and I worry about that, that I don't feel like anybody's okay. properly asked. I mean, there are, but these people are not breaking through the noise. Well, let, let me ask you one more question to finish this up then. We, we, we talked about AI potentially replacing content creators, whether that is you know, actors, YouTubers, commercials, deepfakes, whatever, right? loads of different industries that we've touched upon and we've showed the beginning stages of, of potentially the end or, or maybe the beginning of the future, yeah. just a different type of content, just a different type of medium. Does AI excite you or does it scare you? Which direction do you lean in? For now, it excites me. For now, I think I'm at, I, I've been lucky in my timing that I think for now I can use it as a tool to work for me. Yeah. Um, I'm already using Runway, for example, which is a tool, some of the stuff that you just mentioned about, you know, text to video or, or image to video or whatever. Um, there's other tools whereby we use to, you know, ChatGPT to come up with content format ideas. And uh, right now it's very helpful and it speeds up and it saves me taking on one full-time person, at least probably two. When it gets into the point that it starts replacing me, which I think is still a couple of years away, I would say a solid five, ten years before it's at such a quality that yeah. you can say... Probably, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, the, the the beer commercial example, one that you say, you just see that. Terrible, weird, right? right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or same as the deep fake. But the fact that it's possible yeah. is, of course, insane. Um, so, for now, I'm excited. The moment it turns is probably the point where I'm like, okay, now I've got to get out, yeah. find something else that's going to help me in the long run. Cool. Then we open up the hotel.
Exactly, exactly. Cool. <laughs> Any investors? <laughs> no, no. Okay, wicked. All right. Uh, thanks, thanks, man. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, thanks for watching this podcast. Make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, comment, etc., etc. And I'll see you in the next episode.